0: Here we go with the John curlish Sherry Eleanor Show. And those of you with an insatiable appetite for both news and entertainment, we like to call what, Andrew? news Yes, man. that's right. Here it comes with Sherry Eleanor. Hey, little girl, better wear something pretty. Something you have
1: to
2: go, go to the city
1: and dim
3: all the lights yeah.
1: All the wine. Ready? Time
0: to get ready for the wine. show. Oh, yeah! Dim all those lights for that wine, Sherry.
2: Yep, it's Here Friday. We go with
0: a John Curley Sherry Elliger show. Speaking of dimming the lights, you're going to want to dim the lights if you walk into a bar anywhere in uh, the state of Washington the next two weeks because there's a pretty good chance the person next to you will be uh, ordering a Harvey Wallbanger and for good reason. Well, that's not the deepest of deepest teases, huh? Matt Markovich is going to come by and tell us why uh, there will be a dress code change in bars. You have two weeks if you've always wanted to live out a fantasy. But you only have two weeks, and then things will be changing. Matt stops by to talk about that, plus some other ridiculous things that are happening in Olympia that you need to know about. That's at 3.30. Oh,
2: that's a tease. Okay, you know what?
0: Uh, (laughs) uh, Here's the rule on this lady. We're allowed a teaser once an hour, Sherry, because at okay. this point it's not fair to her.
2: Well, I think she's she's interpreting things the wrong way. Ah. she thinks everything's a tease, and, and it that is a tease. What you just said Thank was you. a tease. Oh, that's so, a tease. Okay, see that's okay, not okay, a tease. But yeah, that's okay. No, that's not. <laughs>
0: I think she's going through menopause or something. Oh
2: boy, sounds like she's uh, beyond that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay,
0: uh, this is kooky. Do you remember, I think it was a couple of years ago, uh, during the Summer of Love, someone asked uh, Governor Jay Inslee, hey, what do you think about what's happening down there in CHOP? People are being shot and raped. You know, they've taken over those eight blocks. Um, what do you think about that? And of course, the whole world knew about it. Had people, friends of mine living in Hawaii, like, wow, it's crazy what's going on in Seattle. I was like, oh, I know. What's that like? Has that you been down there? What's that like? And I don't think it's really weird. So when they asked Governor Inslee about it, you might remember this. He said, my computer, please, Andrew. Thank you.
1: <clears throat> I'd like to ask you about uh, what's going on in Seattle. There's this uh, thing called the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. What's your thought on that? The fact that the protesters have taken that over and not allowing people to come and go freely?
4: And I regarding the public <laughs> Guard.
0: Well, that's news to me, So. You have people's jaws dropping. So, I'll have to reserve any comment about it. I I have not I have not heard anything about that. Okay. So that here tells you these people that are supposed to be leaders are either so siloed, right? In their own worlds, that could cause great concern for the average person. Or you go the other way and you say, "Come on, you, you know about it, but you don't want to comment on it. So now you're lying. When you say you don't know about it, that's either a lie, or I guess this is the Hobson's choice, or, yeah, well, I never heard about it. I'm busy doing other stuff.
4: Any Credible source. <laughs> not that you're not credible. It's just
0: like, before I espouse an opinion, I should know of which I speak. There's a great story about the French prince, Sherry, who hears uh, the rabble outside of his window. He looks out the window and he, he turns to his um, princely assistant and says, find out where those people are going or, so I may lead them there. Like, get out there ahead of the crowd. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on, but I better get out there and lead. So this was back in, what, 19, was it 2020 or something? 2021, yeah. somewhere in there, right? Okay. So the governor was unaware of that. The same weird thing happened just the other day. Tammy Morales... Uh, City council member. She is, um, they're talking to her. She's talking about uh, crime and the Kia boys and all that other stuff. So, it's, again, it's either the person doesn't know or they are intentionally misleading in order not to
4: have to talk about it. The issue reverberates beyond just an inconvenience. It traumatizes our communities. It happens every day. Kia's and Hyundai stolen and used to fuel crime. The failure of Kia and Hyundai to install Industry standard theft prevention technology in their vehicles has left our cities to clean up the mess. We heard today from folks in Baltimore, uh, in New York, in Austin. Today, Seattle City Council member Tammy Morales taking aim at carmakers, demanding they recall and repair models that are easy to steal. The resolution and the lawsuit are really about corporate responsibility. The most familiar part of Kia theft is this, stolen cars used as battering rams to bust into businesses. No doubt you've seen it plenty of times, but somehow this was news to Councilmember Morales. Well, that's a good question. I haven't heard that these stolen cars are being used for smash and grab. Morales acknowledged Kia thieves often get away unafraid to run from police. It is young people who can very easily access these cars and who are stealing them. Do you think there should be stiffer penalties when people do steal these cars? Well, I think there are penalties for... Oh, boy car theft and those should be uh you know they should be folks who steal them should be held accountable in any event morales wants the companies to pay the city for the cost of dealing with the stolen kias and hyundais as for the incentive for youth to steal the cars in court do you think the lack of deterrent from getting caught or not being chased do you think that plays into the decision by some of these young folks to steal these cars
2: Well, I won't speak to the motivations of
4: young people, uh, except to say that they are young people. um, And when issued a challenge, especially on something like social media, they like to take it up. The city of Seattle is also suing Kia and Hyundai. I checked in on that lawsuit today. A judge previously denied the carmaker's motion to dismiss that lawsuit. So it's still in play. But that could take years to sort out. And the city attorney's office says they are passionate about keeping that lawsuit in court, trying to hold the carmakers accountable. As for a recall... I talked with NHTSA today, the agency that might issue that recall. They said no plans for now to do that. Reporting live in Seattle, Jeremy Harris, Como News. We mm. want to
0: go to the heart of this problem, which is the greed and avarice of these oil companies who are still
3: not telling us the truth.
0: Oh, even more. All right. Thank you for that, Andrew. threw an extra bonus one in there. Mm-hmm. So much to talk about here. First of all, you know, I uh, car companies have a responsibility for the driver that is driving the car responsibly, right? So if, yes. if because the brakes might need to function correctly, the steering wheel. They do recalls all the time if something could possibly cause a fire or the car not to operate as the expectation of the driver that the car should be forming in that way. So that's always a general population of the driver. There's an expectation. In this case, these cars are being stolen because I haven't stolen a Kia recently. I haven't stolen a Hyundai recently. Although apparently it's easy to do, but I haven't done it. So my behavior... um precludes me from from that lawsuit because it's not really about the car. Because the car is being designed to be driven safely, to stop, to turn, to signal, have headlights and stuff like that. But you have individuals that are taking advantage and have found the advantage to steal the car. So now they want to hold the car company responsible because there are a small subset of the population that has found the vulnerability of this, and now they're taking advantage of it. So they want the car company to fix that. If the car company fixes it, but then these miscreants that feed off of our society find another way to steal the car, do we then go back to the car company again and ask the car company to do something else to it to, to a constantly be adjusting to the criminal behavior? Do, how many times do we take the car company to court for the car company to stop the car from possibly being stolen by someone so that that that's why this thing is just hey don't look over here look over there let's not talk about these uh children that steal these cars uh, joe and i tried to look up to see where the last two kia boys uh where they are i'd seen that one of them was supposed to be a pre-sentencing trial in chopin pierce county i think one of them is in jail i don't know where the other one is i uh, got released or something and now they're back out again so chance to hit somebody over the head with a gun uh rob people terrorize people steal cars steal stuff the kia boys famous for putting stuff up on social media so i tried to track it's not far it's hard to track them once they get caught you keep, then are they back out again are they at home is your mom watching them who's watching them the address that the one kid gave wasn't even address that they live he lives at so now i don't know if there's a bench warrant out but this is the system it's broken. If you want to sue somebody, which you can't sue the government, but you want to sue that because it's not that the cars are easy to steal. It's there's people that find it easy to steal because there is absolutely zero replications. There is, there is, you have no fear that something is going to happen to you. Um, so just do what you want. Steal, hit people over the head, rob what you want. And steal whatever car you want, and apparently that'll come as a great shock to uh, Tammy Morales.
2: I, I, I actually believe that she's that clueless. I, I don't think she's covering. I think she's really is that that out of touch. Huh. Because if she really believes this is a social media prank, I mean that that seems almost hard to understand. That why why would she classify it as that? So if that's really what she thinks, it's just kids being kids and I'm not going to speak to the motivation of young people, I, I believe she may not really know the entire extent of this. She's just jumping on the bandwagon. All these cities are doing this, which is kind of like like suing a, a drugstore because there's a lot of theft and they should have had a security guard there. It doesn't make any sense at all. You're not holding the right people accountable.
0: Right. In fact, that happened just two days ago. I was in on the uh, House floor. Um, representative there was screaming and yelling because the Walgreens had closed down in Roxbury, uh, New York, er, uh, Massachusetts, and said, well, they're closing down because uh, they're racist and they're taking advantage of economically um, challenged population. <laughs> So they're mad at Walgreens right. for closing. It's like, maybe you don't right. understand how economics works. It put something on the shelf. I pay a buck. I charge you a buck ten. I make ten cents and I pay my bills with the ten cents. But they're like yelling yeah. at the Walgreens because they're I guess Walgreens is racist because it's closing down a shop a store that's constantly being robbed. So they went and protested out in front of the store. It's like that's like shooting someone and then yelling at them for bleeding on your carpet. It's like, wait, whoa,
2: right? Like, like Walgreens <laughs> is some sort of government program people are entitled oh, to.
0: They said you have a responsibility to the community. No, you don't. No, you, have you no don't. No responsibility a to the community. It's like same sort of thing. Do you really believe that the the business has a responsibility to the community? But to stay open. And to pay the bills and have to pay for all the stolen stuff? I mean, that's exactly. It's very similar stuff that would happen here in Seattle. You hear that kind of stuff. Bartels closes down like, yeah, I think they're only closing because they, they just don't like the people that they have to serve. No, they're okay. Just pay. How about this? Go in there and pay for the stuff rather than just stealing it. Punxsutawney Phil. Sherry's back in the news again. And apparently we are getting an early spring. It's some debate because there's a lobster somewhere or some other animal. Yeah, that... there's
2: other indicators out there. Animal indicators.
0: Yes. So I um, was thinking, it's also Groundhog Day, which is that movie with Bill Murray when the thing first came out. Uh, and I thought this is interesting sort of way to be able to talk about this. It's a great movie because it really encapsulates, I think, a sort of narrative of of a life that many people are leaving le- leading right now so what is it here's the poetic reading of the scroll what is that one joe is that the
3: um the scroll one? they read after he comes out and they kind of like they do it it's, it's all pomp and circumstance as to whether or not we're getting an early spring oh yeah yeah here's
0: the one i like so this is the um this is from the director talking about the message of the movie from harold Ramis. It is a brilliant movie. If you haven't seen it in a while, watch it again. Because, and think about it when you watch it with, with these types of things in mind. So here's Harold Remus explaining the message of the movie. This is Groundhog Day.
4: In Danny Rubin's uh, original script, you know when Danny and I talked about it, Danny imagined him living this day over and over for thousands of years. He goes from being a prisoner of that time and place to being master of that time and place. It's not about being the hero of the town.
1: It's about doing what you can do in the moment to make things better instead of making things worse. So here's the sort of the progression
0: of the character, which is so much of the common man, that you live your life and your life goes on over and over and over and over again. And it is so repetitive and it is the existence. You know, Camus talks about existential life, just life and one of Camus famous lines was, I don't know whether I should have a cup of coffee or kill myself, that life just goes on. It's a meaningless drone, just life of emptiness, Cow-eyed, bright fluorescent lights with music playing in the background, and just it's empty and miserable. Then that's how he first starts out, but then he starts to sort of realize I I have to do something. He wants to break out. He was imprisoned by this. And then he lives it over and over and over again. And then to break out of the monotony, he decides that for his own self satisfaction, he's going to rebel against all of it, right? Remember this part of it? So he decides, mm-hmm. now I'm going to just see all the horrible things that I could do just purely for my own edification and my own joy. So a totally selfish life. So first you're miserable then you're doing everything in a selfish way to try to break yourself out of the monotony and that doesn't work. And then he tries to kill himself numerous times over and over again to end it, to get out of the loop. And it isn't, he doesn't free himself from this loop of monotony and selfishness and narcissism and just everything serving, serving, serving the empty soul. It isn't until finally he starts to realize I'm missing something. And then there's this transition that occurs in life because he's searching for love or some sort of thing, thing that means more. It only happens When he is able to sort of realize, I know, I'll live for other people. I'll effectively change other people's lives in a positive way. And then at that point, he's freed from the monotony of the life that just kept going over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then, remember at the end, anybody's seen the movie, when the song comes on again, he... well I won't ruin it for you but it's that
3: yeah Mm -hmm. actually this is the wrong one
0: that's right he's freed from the monotony by not living for himself but by living for others and then all of a sudden it's like now life has meaning
4: And you know, even the director
0: chose that song. Put your little hand in mine. That's a very similar to sort of a God thing. That put put your hand in God's hand. Put your little hand in mine, and then we'll be able to get through all of this together. I recommend watching the movie and having that sort of perspective because it derives from Buddhism and Nietzsche. It gets all this sort of philosophy. But basically, at the end, you get from the whole thing is that. You should be in service to others to find the freedom to really enjoy life in a completely unique way that gives it purpose. Huh? You going to go watch it now, Sherry?
2: I, I watched it, and I, I was trying to remember some of these deeper parts of it. I, I always thought that his revelation came when he met Andy McDowell, who he fell desperately in love with.
0: Right, but he wasn't able to really, she didn't love him. She stayed constant. She, he wasn't able to have that love flourish and bloom within him to change his life until he recognized something about himself. He, he was trying to pursue her for purely gratification for sexual purposes, but it wasn't until it was in a more purposeful, valued connection that then freed him of this repetitive nature that kept grinding him into oblivion.
2: If only we could live by that.
0: You can volunteer. Find something to volunteer for. I'm telling you, it's life changing. Why don't you do that during the break?
2: Okay, I, I, I have volunteered many, many times. So, okay. yes, it does. It does change your life. There you it go. See a that? Perspective. All right. Yes, I agree.
0: Call an old person during the break and just you know be be a friendly ear to them. All right, Sherry? Okay. I don't forget the know it all quiz is going to be happening today. 5 30. Somebody's going to be able to get on the radio to be able to answer four questions that I still have to write. Win themselves a whole box of cookies from Teeny Tiny, who's back. Sherry, she wrote a letter. Oh, of, the she wrote, cookies. there you go, Teeny. She had, she had a bad day yesterday. She wrote a letter to jo- Joseph, myself, and Andrew. Apologizing for her behavior yesterday. She won't, so it won't happen again. So,
2: w- wait, wait a minute. I didn't get included in the letter. So,
0: Matt Markovich stops by. Matt is the guy that, well, he's got walk on music. Got to play that for him, because he <laughs> loves the surf. <laughs> they always say that you shouldn't watch him make sausage or laws, right? <laughs> that's right. It's very messy. I a laws about sausage? By the way, that's, that's a double entendre that's coming yeah. in later okay. on. You like that? Huh? See what I did there? Yeah, wasn't even listening. All right, Sherry, are you still upset about? These? Okay, let's do this. Um, in what order you want to take these, Matt? Well,
1: why don't we go for the lewd stuff first? Yeah,
0: lewd, good first. Here yeah. we go, Sherry, get ready.
2: Okay.
1: So, the governor actually responded today to all these complaints about uh, what was going on in Capitol Hill this weekend when the LCB, the Liquor Cannabis Board, agents went in and said that there was lewd conduct behavior going on and the the bar owners and the patrons says, hey, you're unfairly targeting us. Mm -hmm. Well, I asked the governor's office about this letter that he received yesterday from the LCB, which basically said, starting right now, the LCB is suspending all lewd compliance action in bars going forward until they fix the law. Okay, Uh, And then the governor, I asked the governor's office about that, and he says, I think it's reasonable and appropriate. So essentially, by suspending the lewd conduct behavior enforcement bars, strictly bars where there's still alcohol, you can kind of get naked in a bar right now. Wait, hold
0: it. You have to be specific. specific. It could kind of get naked or you can get naked.
1: Well, There's nothing if if, there's there's food service issues right. You got to wear a hairnet, but there's nothing about requiring we have to wear down below the hairnet. So Uh, why did they
0: have to fix the law first? There's a problem in there. They don't like something needed to be adjusted or something. Well,
1: what happened is there was all these complaints, and then the LCB, uh, liquor cannabis board, led by David Postman, a former Inslee employee, he was the chief of staff. Uh, um, and uh, chief of staff. So they basically sent this letter to the governor saying they're suspending us and and they're going to work on some new rulemaking okay. really quickly and hopefully have that in place by February 14th. So right now there's a gap yeah. uh, of, of the lewd laws regarding uh, where you buy beer and wine in a bar. You know, it has to be an alcoholic uh, place that sells alcohol. And there's so you can there's specific things. I think I left the lewd law with yes, you. Yes, it's right
0: here. I had the lewd law right yeah, here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can what you can wear <laughs> and not wear what to
0: wear this weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you know there's as you see, John. There's uh, really specific things about what you can be showing in a bar. Uh, and not showing in a bar, and a lot of it's around so the it, genitalia. It looks like I
0: could be, to- I could be totally nude. So for one week, as they adjust this thing, it's like if they close down the road. Let's say they're a bunch of potholes, so the road's going to be closed. Cause you don't want anybody to drive down the road. But in this case, they have they have uh, closed the road. Haven't stopped anybody. So this is for two weeks. It looks like yeah, you could do just about anything you want because they have
1: suspended everything in, the, the, the enforcement of the lewd laws in bars now that you know strip joints are a little bit different right you know they don't serve beer and wine in a strip joint it's just a 12 dollar coke uh the- <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. glad you know that
0: everybody knows that around here sherry oh, okay. although mickey didn't know she's like i don't get it what do you mean you, there's no alcohol like
1: she's like why do people go and that's one of the reasons why they uh, they're having. Pro- <laughs> that's one of the reasons why they're ha- they've have all these. They've tried several years to get alcohol in strip joints. One of the hangups is the lewd law uh-huh. relating to where you sell beer and wine. Yeah. So this is all cascading down now. Now, so all of a sudden, after the uh, the the bars up in the Capitol Hill complain about this, and uh, the LCB really quickly within 48 hours said we're suspending this. We're going to start writing some re- re- uh, new rules. And hopefully by the 14th, we're going to have a new lewd law rule and send it to the legislature while they're still in session.
0: I'll make a wild prediction, which is the basic grist of talk radio. Often, one bar will report another bar. That's how often they get tipped off. It's not normally a customer. Customers are in the bar. They like the bar and stuff. It's another bar that's down the street, across the street, that sees stuff going on and calls on their competitor to... You know, call out the bad guys to come in there and find him, or you know, give him a hard time. And
1: that's what happened in this situation. There were four LGBTQ plus bars, mm-hmm. and they all had complaints against them, and they were responding to complaints. Oh, that's but what. Don't- it's I asked Andrew for sexy
0: bar music. And he has not been in a bar. <laughs> I know. Yeah,
3: I've never
2: That's been a
0: in a bar. In a, okay. Like
2: a piano music. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm um, club <laughs> ambiance because I'm worried the music's going to not be clean. Oh, I so, see. Yeah. Okay. okay fire. Uh, fire.
2: All, right, so, all right. So, Matt, wouldn't other laws that are already on the books take precedent? I mean, so you can't really walk around naked. You can't really but walk you can. around. That's like... the thing. Well, well, Ken, you can, know, Sherry. You
1: can. You know, it's, it's The way it is right now, you've heard of no shirt, no service. Yes. Someone emailed me, no skirt, get service. Oh, good. Wow. <laughs> good. Ooh, Ooh, boy, weird. that was wow. clever. But anyway, so funny, but, but the bar owners, the owners have a prerogative of what they want to allow in their particular establishments, private property. Um, you can't just obviously have sex in front of everybody. That's a different law. Hmm. The, the, the only thing that's really kind of weird about this is that in order to have sort of Uh, Beer and wine, alcohol, you have to have a food permit Mm -hmm. in the state of Washington. Okay. And so you have the food permit reasons why you may not want to be naked around cooking food, but that doesn't say anything about the people who are at your bar buying the food
3: well and part of the reason that a lot of the patrons were complaining is because you can walk around naked in seattle anywhere you want but the second you walk into a bar yeah that's you're the breaking whole, the law yeah, yeah, that's because there's bu-
1: alcohol involved. right exactly oh, yeah. right. did you hear that john last time when we played that it was a great soundbite oh yeah i didn't hear that okay well let me hold on talk talk okay. talk, talk that's talk. good news to me
0: yeah i'll just, just play a bunch of, here's popeye here he says <laughs>
1: next
2: another interesting story that's in the news yeah All right, here
3: we go. You can go to the solstice parade and see individuals riding nude on their bicycles. If they stopped that bicycle and tried to go into one of our establishments, boom, it would be a lewd conduct violation. And there's something seriously wrong with that.
1: Yes. And that's Jim Vollendorf. He's a board member with the LCB. Who said that?
0: So for two weeks now, I'm sure someone will take advantage of this once word gets out that you can do this. So maybe the next two weeks, people are just as nude as they want to be inside these bars, just as a way of sort of protesting or something. Maybe. Like that. Yeah, well, fine. But, yes. But Sher- it, does, Sherry seems he just, really interested I, in no, this
2: story. No, i No, I went to a nude bar one time in uh, Key West. Oh. I was clothed. But it was gross, and um, I just was wondering: Can't the owners of the, the establishments set these rules as well? well? If they have standards that say, "I don't want you in here because you may upset other customers," can't they kick these people out regardless of the, the law?
1: Well, yes, they can. That's a prerogative. But I also want to ask you, Sherry: You know, Key West, you paint yourself up. You're nude, but then they put body paint on you, and that's how you get around in Key West. So, I was. Did you do that? <laughs> no, I said,
2: no. Huh. no, thank you for asking, though. Uh, no, I didn't. i uh, yeah. I was just I was just there, a little bit of curiosity, but didn't last long. Yeah. and then I no uh, body
0: paint. Okay. no, thank you. thank you. And you have some of the paint colors that you like using, Matt? Is that why you were to um, bring that up? Oh, my well, okay, leave my, that. my solstice paint. <laughs> Markovich doing the difficult work for all of us. He's going to go into a nude bar in the next two weeks and <laughs> bring back some fascinating stories. Thank you, Matt. Wow. Turn the button a little too loud at that point. All right. <clears throat> Sherry, I know you might be looking for a new career.
2: That's true.
0: This is the uh snake catching business in Australia. It's the uh it's uh, they're thirsting for some new blood. Is it though, yeah, every year, don't they? Well, remember we did the story in Florida that they do a contest for the people that can catch the biggest snakes and then you win awards or they give you money or something like that. These people go out and look for these gigantic cobras whatever uh, else it's out there.
3: Non-native pythons. Right, non-native there. pythons. Yeah.
0: And some guy catches like a 30-footer and you know, he's very excited and I think he's
2: <laughs> the teeth have fallen this out. Is, this, a little bit, this is a little bit different. Oh, this is this different? Is, oh, good. Yeah, this is a snake catcher like you would find uh, an exterminator. So oh. this guy goes to people's homes when they announce that they've got a troublesome snake. Uh-huh. So he says, if you call me and you've, if there's a snake in your daughter's room, I'm not going to say no to you. The problem is he hasn't been able to retire. He's been doing this for a number of years, mm. but there's nobody in the pipeline to want to take his place. Oh, I hope it's, he it's... has a
0: thick Australian accent. You want to see snakes? We've got them. Snakes?
2: <laughs> see snakes?
0: We've got them. What's he got, Sh- Sherry?
2: Snakes. See snakes? We've got snakes. them. Snakes! It's snake season on Wild.
3: Come on, mate, just get beat by a venomous snake. You're on this side, mate, over here. Yeah, guys, make sure you stay back. Got him, get him, oh,
2: get
0: to it. go down the gap. Uh, this works well on radio.
2: G'day, I'm Mick Bender. I'm a Delta sailor. I'm Olivia Dean. I'm
4: Stuart McKenzie. Catch Aussie snake claimers at these times only on National Geographic Wild.
0: Ah. Doesn't have enough people that are following in the footsteps of the guy, so he needs more people to be snake handlers.
2: He he does, and they found a guy who wants to do this for the next 35 years. He worked at a prison, mm. and he saw a snake catcher come in and deal with a the snake they had at the prison. He was intrigued by it. He always liked reptiles, so now he decided he'd start his own business um, and just... Get rid of snakes in people's homes. He got rid of of one in a refrigerator.
0: I know someone that they could hire right away. I saw this either on Instagram or whatever. The girl goes out and hears, uh, she looks in the uh, bushes. Have you seen the video? And she's a young girl. I think she's like 12 or 13 years old. And she sees this giant snake that's in the bushes next to the house. The snake has consumed her guinea pig. But the guinea pig is not dead. Uh,
3: Okay, she was sherry you did say consumed that pretty much yeah well it's inside the snake it's got it no it's just in this oh. jaw no I, I watched the, I watched the jaws the it's video. in the snake so the
0: head is there you can see the big indent of where the okay look at it
3: I why you sent it to me I she grabs
0: that. the tail sherry of the snake are you okay with that so far The guinea pig, her beloved guinea pig, is inside the snake, and she starts just whipping the snake around in a circle. She's like doing donuts in the backyard, swinging the snake around. The the centrifugal force of the snake will eventually release the guinea pig. The guinea pig goes, flies out of the snake's mouth and goes up into the bushes, and then she throws the snake away and runs over and gets her guinea pig, and the guinea pig is alive.
2: All right? Oh, good. 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 (laughs) All right. That's a happy ending.
0: (laughs) That was the saddest snake hitting that That's a, that's a a
3: better story than the real video. And it's closed.
0: Wait a minute! What did I
3: get wrong? <laughs> well, the snake was not inside the belly; it was just in its jaws. So it had—you can see the guinea pig sticking out. This is the, the big white fluffy thing. Oh, that's what that was! Yeah. I thought it
0: was inside the snake. No, more. it's not.
3: And then she she whips it around. It doesn't quite let go. But the dad comes out and gets it, like grabs it by the neck and gets it to let go. And then he throws it over the fence.
0: Okay, and the guinea—guinea the again guinea for list. Sherry's yes. sake—the guinea pig is still okay
3: and and happier than ever.
0: Yeah, got it.
2: Wait! 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 You, you're, you're not telling the truth. The guinea pig no, we is <laughs> the guinea pig happens. is fine. Something else happened to no, 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 no. the guinea No, no, I promise you. guinea
0: pig's fine. No, pig, How about worrying about the snake? Why doesn't the snake get any love? Because he's not yeah. all fuzzy and he doesn't have I big eyes. I don't know. And-
2: I don't remember if it was in a biology class or it was something. And we watched a snake eat a mouse. And you could see the outline of the mouse like in his <laughs> back or something. And oh, I was just horrified.
3: Well, they both lived in this case.
0: Yeah. Okay. What have you found out some endearing characteristics about a snake that would make you more sympathetic to the snake? Like what if the snake um, likes to, I don't know, can can memorize faces and feels a special love for people or, um, you know, is really good to its little snake babies? Something, something that allow you to go, oh, snakes aren't so bad. But right now you just no way to a snake. Nothing. No love for the snake.
2: I don't know about that. I, it's just they're creepy and I don't understand them. And They've I, been
3: I, demonized no. since the Old Testament. How
0: about guys that are lonely and walk around in really long trench coats with snakes wrapped around their necks and around Green Lake and stuff to try to get attention from people. <laughs> the, that, there's that guy yeah. who's also invented his own type of karate. Sure. There's him and then there's the other person walking around with like a ferret or something else oh, with yes. a really long <laughs> beard that knows a whole bunch of Star Wars <laughs> or, episodes.
2: Or, or the guy that wants to be a captain or a pirate and he's got a bird on his oh, shoulder. Oh, the bird guy. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. oh, God. I refused to, like, when I, we used to shoot the show, even magazine around green, like, we'd see the guy going around with the snake. We're like, let's go talk. I said, no, nope. That's exactly <laughs> what he wants. He wants me to be like, so, what's the deal? Well, this particular type of snake, oh, he's like, no, <laughs> no, no, don't give it to him. You get the really long coat, you know? Wait,
2: I... I thought you were afraid of snakes. No, not at all.
0: Love them. I got one on me right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wondered what that was.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure, really? Come on. We're, you know, a little class.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean,
0: I... Sure, I do. I, I, I teach, I I give her a little something, and then I, then I whack her. So I'm, yeah. sure I you, see what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. She <laughs> takes <laughs> the bait. clever. do it over and over again.